flabbergasted podcast where we just can't believe you haven't seen it. Every episode, we discuss a movie that one of us has seen and the other hasn't. Follow us on Instagram at flabberpod and subscribe in your podcast app of choice. I'm your guest host, Isabel. Let's get to it. So today we are joined by my niece, Isabel. She is going to talk to us about a Christmas movie that she said she watches every year. Pretty much every year. Pretty much every year that I have never seen. Some may call this a classic Christmas movie. I have no idea if it's like popular or not. To me, it's like one that I've watched my entire life. And the name of the movie? A Christmas Story. A Christmas Story, which I have never seen before. Peace, harmony, comfort, and joy. Maybe next year. The comic mishaps and adventures of a young boy named Ralph trying to convince his parents, teachers, and Santa that a Red Ryder BB gun really is the perfect Christmas gift for the 1940s. This was a 1983 film directed by Rob Clark. It's 93 minutes long and it stars Peter Billingsley, Melinda Dillon, and Darren McGavin. And what I was looking for is what it's rated, which I don't actually see. It's rated PG, I'm pretty sure. PG. PG. Okay. I actually didn't know that this was based on 1940s until today. Okay, good to know. I always thought it was just like an 80s movie based in the 80s. So tell me your exposure to this movie. Like, how did you first see it? I don't remember the exact first time that I watched it because I was so young, but it was my dad loves this movie and we always watched it like every year with it being coming like a tradition it wasn't like an exact date that we would always watch it just like during christmas time we're watching a christmas story so does this because i know that you have other family traditions is this one movie that you have always kept up with or is this one kind of meh sometimes now that you guys are all older Well, I think it's one that we watched pretty regularly. I don't think we watched it last year, but I could be wrong. But I know that it's one that we watch. Like, it's been a pretty constant tradition. This is something when we did the other episode about Love Actually, and Annie was talking about how she doesn't actually really like the movie. I mean, she does like the movie, but when she thinks about the movie, she thinks more about the experiences of watching it and that she watches it with her mom. So... Do you like this movie? It's not one that I would watch without my parents. I don't enjoy it that much. I find it annoying for the most part. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The the little kids actors, the whining, I just can't handle it sometimes. Okay. So you watch it for the belongingness, like the togetherness. He loves this movie. We have a Christmas tree ornament with a Christmas story on it. So he loves the movie. I just... It reminds me of my childhood, but I wouldn't watch it like on my own, except for for this podcast. Oh, thanks. Okay, so you took notes. What are your notes? I was wondering how you feel about the adult voiceover for the entire movie. Jeremy and I have a friend down in Florida and we go visit her. We've made it a regular thing to go to Disney World when we're down there. Just, you know, spend a day or two. We go to Magic Kingdom. And there's this ride called the Carousel of Progress. And if you've ever ridden on this ride, you can look it up on YouTube, but it's just this super chill theater. You go in and you sit down and then there's these animatronics on the stage and they talk about a family that goes through the centuries, the decades. I'm I'm not really sure the exact year. I think it is decades, but, and it starts with, you know, no electricity and then it starts with electricity and then they have, you know, You just see them and how the family progresses through time. And I always loved the dad's voice. It's just so fun. And I always love the song. Um, It goes, there's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. And it's just so freaking catchy. I was watching this movie without Jeremy and I texted him and I'm like, hey, who's the who's the dad in the carousel of progress? Just thinking that. The guy that's voice that does the voiceover for this movie, A Christmas Story, sounds so familiar, but I couldn't quite place him. And out of nowhere, the carousel progress props into my head. And Jeremy's like, it's the guy that's the adult Ralphie in A Christmas Story. And I was just like, 
chalk one up for me being awesome with the voices. I do love that. As far as I'm concerned, that's the most redeeming quality about this movie. I, I did not love the movie as a whole. There are a couple things that I felt like it did pretty well, but mostly I did not love it. So that was the one thing that like made it better in a way. It was. And I think it helped sustain me because honestly, you guys, it took me like three days to watch the movie. Like I did not watch it all in one sitting, which is I've never actually I do that a lot. Never for this podcast have I piecemealed the movie as much as I did with this movie. Yeah, I I didn't know that ride was the same person. I don't even know that ride existed. Yeah, it's like a very weird one off. And I honestly thought that the mom and the dad looked really familiar too. But when I looked them up, I didn't I didn't see anything that I don't tricked. think I recognized like any of the actors in the movie as like older now that it's like older movie. Yeah. I don't think I recognize any of the. I feel like the dad had sort of um, Brian Cranston, the guy from Malcolm in the Middle and Breaking Bad. He just kind of had that kind of a vibe to him. Not like exactly like him, but just was throwing off some of those vibes. This movie really made me think about like being a kid, though, and how kids are so in their own little world and having babysat numerous kids. And I, you know, I did a little stint as a substitute teacher. I did coaching for younger kids. The whole idea that they have this own little world and they're only thinking about the things that are important to them, which is fine. They're kids. That's okay. But it's just so obvious. Like with the... Like they portray it so well. Like the, when he stares off into space and there's like robbers outside and yes. he's shooting him with the BB gun or like the teacher grading. Yes. And he just stares at the teacher. And the teacher's like, okay. Go back to your seat. Okay. <laughs> like you can go back to your seat. And that's... I, I relate to that so much because I'm like, okay, go back to your seat. Go back to your seat. Please leave now. You know, like I'm, I'm not the most patient person ever, but I can totally relate to her being like, we're done here. Move on, move on little kid. Yeah. That happened twice. He stared at her like weirdly and daydreamed about it twice. Yeah. Which was a little strange. A little kid staring at you just after they turn something in. Yes. Yeah. Weird. But I did like the little pieces where it like showed that it was like a kid's perspective where it was like showing what he was thinking about the dad like you got sucked into like, the daydream yeah and he, where it kind of showed that it was like through a kid's eyes yeah rather than just like oh this is what the kid was thinking it was you, like you didn't have to use your own imagination to yeah. understand what his daydream was about yeah he, they showed it to you mm-hmm. yeah that was a part that like I think I liked it more as a kid when I was younger seeing oh, all of those course. yeah rather than now can we talk about randy i cannot oh my gosh why is he playing with his food so much well the mom encouraged it and i was like because she was like what do the piggies do and then he shoves his face in the food and starts making pig noises i don't know i don't relate to that at all it drives me nuts the amount of whining he did drove me crazy like i can't put my arms down and he was like whining like, I not mean, just the fact that he couldn't press arms down. I would not be okay with not being able to put my arms down. I couldn't either. hear his voice. But yes, he was whiny. Like the entire movie. I did not understand the dynamic of the kids and how they were not very, like, together. Like How they always threw each other under the bus. Yes. Like, when he licked the pole, they just left him. Yeah. Like, not even telling the teacher, hey, he licked the pole, he's stuck out there. Yeah. Just leave him alone. And when they say, oh, who told you that cuss word? My friend. Oh, I know. He should have said the bully kid. I don't know why he oh, didn't yeah. say that. I didn't even think about that. I was always just like. And that irritated me. Hello, the entire movie. We're hearing his dad yell like, at the yeah. stupid furnace or whatever's in the How basement. Not- How are you even not thinking that's where he picked it up? Honestly, I don't even understand. That would have been a good, like, just tell the truth in that situation rather than throw your friend under the bus like obviously you know your dad is like saying stuff like that all the time and your mom knows yeah your dad knows you said it obviously so but that that was was crazy and when they would always leave each other for the bully just like running away like they threw each other under the bus a lot that movie yeah but they were still such close friends the next day like nothing happened 
I get them being close friends. You argue with your friends, you do stupid things and you still love each other, but they could have been a little more loyal to each other. Yeah. That was one part that I did not get. Cause I, I mean, I wouldn't be stupid enough to lick a pole, but if I did that, when my friends leave me, I feel like even in like 10 years old, I wouldn't think about leaving my friend out there and not telling the teacher. Yeah. I did not understand. And I've actually seen these in real life. And obviously this movie is supposed to be like based in the forties. So they totally are real, but these hats that are like three feet long. What are, what are we doing? Is it supposed to be a hat and a scarf in one? Like, I don't understand what that is. And it was the one friend that always had that on. I think his brother had it on at one point too. His brother, like that was the ginormous coat and the scarf covering his face. I don't think he had a big giant hat on, but I could be wrong because I don't really fully remember what all he was wearing because he was wearing a lot and his mom was very much just. Yeah, packing it on him. I did not understand the lamp. I don't know how he won it. I don't remember how he won it. The word puzzle. He was talking about how the crossword puzzle, you can win $500,000 or something up to that. And he ended up winning a leg lamp. Oh, yeah. Okay. So he won it. The leg lamp delivered. he really loved it, which was weird. It was just such a weird thing. I think he, it, it is very intriguing. It's hard not to look at it. Yeah. I mean, he wanted it so much because he won it, obviously. But yes. like, and then this is such a like a I don't even have the right word to explain it. But he's standing out there and he's like, I won it. It's an award. And everybody's like, oh, oh he, he won, won it. it. It's yeah. an award. Ooh. And really, they're not even like thinking about award for what. And that's a weird award to win. Yeah, like, they just accepted it like, yes. oh, he won the award. Which is so weird like to me. Like a valued prize, a weird leg lamp. Like who thinks of, oh, they won something, let's let's give them a leg lamp. And the box that it came in, okay, where are my packaging people at? The box that it came in was ridiculously too big and ridiculously packed to be plastic. Because when it is broken, that is definitely the sound of plastic. Glass that sounded breaking. like glass to me when the yeah. wife broke it I was like that sounded like glass and then you saw it and it was like plastic she, I, was like, I think she says or he says somebody actually says it was plastic yeah which I thought was weird I mean quite frankly honestly a glass leg shaped lamp to me would be more impressive because somebody would have had to have blown that glass into that shape and that is a whole artwork on its own but plastic which Not maybe, as much. maybe is fancy too. I don't know, but the glass thing would have been cool. And I liked how, I guess I didn't like it, but it was interesting how the leg lit up and not like a light bulb. Yes, I agree. I was like, that's the entire lamp is like lighting up is and you can leg. see it so much from the street. Yeah. <laughs> yes. They put a lot of thought into that specific lamp award and the back and forth between the husband and wife about Let's keep it. Let's not. And then just break it. Yeah. I wonder how that came up a part of the story. Like when they decided they needed an award and how did they decide how ridiculous the prize was going to be or the award was going to be? Yeah. They mentioned the award in like the very first one. He's like, what's the cousin's horse's name? He was talking about how he could win this award, which was money. And then it was like this whole other award that was a lamp for some reason. I did not care for everybody just automatically saying you'll shoot your eye out. Like everyone had the same thought. Yeah, I think that's that not was... what I think when I think of a BB gun. No, I thought that was weird. I did find it entertaining that he saved all of his whatevers to get the orphan Annie decoder ring so that he could decode the radio message. And this is what I liked about the movie. Right. The narrator and what I'm about to say. Yeah. So he can decode the message from Orphan Annie. And it's basically this commercial that says, don't forget to drink your Ovaltine. Basically just this little PR plug. But what I liked about it as a little kid, again, from his perspective, he's sitting in the bathroom and he's like writing it down. And you can tell like the music is rising and the anticipation is rising. And the narrator was like going at it. Yes. Insane. And the, it was getting really, really, really intense, super intense. And logically, 
nobody cares if he takes an extra five minutes to write this, like to do this decoder thing, probably could have done it in his room and it would have been no big deal. And, but all this anticipation, because for this little kid, that is the most important thing in, in the entire world that is happening right then. And it has to be done correctly. I loved that because that is realistic to a little kid. I mean, I'm sure I was like this and I've definitely witnessed the children in my life have this. Whatever they are doing at that moment is the most important thing and nothing else matters at all. Yeah. So I think they did a really great job of conveying it. We definitely watched, oh, I'm going to say it wrong. My neighbor Totoro. We watched my neighbor Totoro and that had a, Rogi and I talked about how that had a really good depiction of children of the ages that those kids were. And this movie, I would say, is like top marks for depiction of what real kids Because it was like, like focused on that yeah. and not like the adult aspect. Because even when it, it was showed like how they viewed what the parents were doing, mm-hmm. like even if it was like exaggerated, it was definitely through how the kids saw the parents and like what they were doing. Yes. And everything like that. I would say... I liked how they pumped up like that. He's a member of yeah. Orphan Annie thing. And then it was just a commercial. Yeah. Like, it was so special like, that he was finally a member. And he even leaves the decoder ring in there. And he was like, you can have the bathroom now. Yeah. yeah. This, the disappointment just left everything there because it was just an ad. I will say, I think they did the bully scene where they're just running back and forth, mm-hmm. like super sped, like five times. Way too many times. Way too many times. I thought it was, it was kind thing. of, yeah. They're just running away from him. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know why. Like, they run to the mom when Ralphie goes to beat him up, which, good for him. Don't get bullied. Don't be a bully and stand up for yourself. But they go run towards the mom and she, like, saves him. But nobody talks to them about why are you being a jerky little kid? Like, What are these parents doing? And I'm not judging the parents, but they're like in the business when they say a bad word, but they're not in the business enough to know that these other kids are being bullies. Like, I'm not really sure how they don't know. Because automatically Randy went and got the mom, but like before they weren't talking about how, like, why do you, like, I'm sure they had like black eyes at some point because that one friend did. So they had to have come home with like, bruises at some point no one yeah questioned it or something well they're just boys whatever (laughs) probably boys will be boys which is the most ridiculous thing ever let's not get on that soapbox okay when i was younger the oh fudge scene yeah i never realized what it was i was just thinking what is he why is he in trouble right now and then i was like so nervous to say fudge Forever, because <laughs> I was like, is that like the worst thing to say? Why is he like getting a mouthful of soap? Because he said that. Yeah. But they did change a lot of the cuss words to like younger kid words or whatever, like not understanding what they were even saying when the dad was in the basement yeah. yelling. Which was something they did in Home Alone, which I kind of wondered about that. I thought that was kind of fun. But yes, the fudge scene, I do not. That's the thing where I'm like, where did you hear that word? Well, um, dad, hello. You've heard him in the basement. Yeah. Like she doesn't listen to her husband yell. Yeah. Also, what are you going to do? He heard somebody say a bad word and then he repeated it. And you're going to call the mom of the kid the kid, I'm, I'm doing air quotes because, you know, it wasn't actually that kid, but you're going to call the mom and get that kid in trouble, too. And I'm like, hmm, that just doesn't make sense to me. You wouldn't call the mom. I mean, she called the mom like, do you know what my son just said? And he heard it from your son. I know that I've been around situations where parents have done that, but I just don't think anything good ever comes from it. That is just a very off the cuff opinion. I'm sure in some instances it is important, but I also think like that's one of those things that's so who cares where he heard it from really? Cause he could have heard it from literally anybody. Yeah. Like any of the other kids at school. At the mall, even like you had mentioned, he went to the mall and 
those people, we haven't talked about them yet, but the Santa and the elves, they were freaking creepy. Yeah. And I know that they were made to look creepy, but they were still kind of creepy too. Like Mm -hmm. very grumpy. And they're just throwing the kids down the slide. Slide, kind of cool. But in this movie, executed in a very weird, creepy way. I was going to say, like, do you think that's how it actually was? Like, or was it just the kid's imagination? Like, this is creepy. Or were the workers like I never gone to see Santa in the mall or anything like that. I was never. Okay, I would say I don't know what it was like in the 1940s. Yeah. The only people I know that would have even maybe sort of an idea, but not quite because they're not in the right age group would be Nana and Papal. And we can ask them later if they've ever gone to the mall to see Santa, but I doubt the answer would be yes, because they are they were both from more rural areas. When I was younger, they wouldn't have been allowed to be creepy like that. Yeah, because it was in the mall too. You would think someone tiring for Santa and else, you're gonna have a good attitude working yeah. this shift well, for even the kids. If they were tired, they weren't gonna be creepy. creepy. They would just be like, Yeah. Oh, what do, do you want? And then kind of like dragged it out. We're asking the peanut gallery, did you have a creepy Santa experience? No. Just normal. Creepy elf experience? No. Yeah. Because they were like grabbing the kids and like hurry throwing up them and putting on the lap them and, and throwing them down yeah. the slide. Like and then like kicking him off the slide when yeah. he was hanging there. That's Anna. His point of view. That's what I was talking about. Like it's his point of view. Did he make it more creepy or was were they actually? Well, OK, so I took his perspective when he gets up to the top of the line. But in the line, when they're showing how it's happening how they're cycling through the kids. To me, that is factual or that's unbiased. But as he gets up to the line. Well, you could hear the kids screaming in line. Yeah, but I mean, I'm not taking that as from his perspective. So maybe, maybe it's an unpopular opinion. I'm just taking that as like, this is what's happening. But when he gets up there, because when he gets up there, like, they're in his face, like the, they show the filming of the, where they're like in his, in his face, face and like, they're like very scary, kind of mm-hmm. like borderline scary, definitely creepy still. And they weren't quite that bad with the other kids. So I think like they were still creepy. And then when he got up there, his to imagination him, started taking over and they, it got like way more intense. Because even with Randy, it was just he sat on the lap and he was like started crying and then yeah. just down the slide. Which again, totally realistic. Yeah. Like they showed different, like when Ralphie was sitting on the lap, just silent football, not it. Yeah. Have you ever been starstruck? I would sort of call that experience Ralphie had with Santa as being starstruck. I have. Remember Merida from Oh yeah. Disney World. When we went to Disney. I loved Merida from Brave. She was my favorite princess. And I got up there and I was it was amazing to see her starstruck. Yeah. Cause I had never thought I would meet my favorite princess who was so cool fighting bears fighting bears did you get to shoot the shoot the arrow I think so it was a while ago but I'm pretty sure there's a picture of me so did the you bone arrow I think I was at the back of the like I was watching outside of the line I don't think I went through that line with you but did you get to talk like did you mm-hmm. talk to her uh-huh I remember one specific thing I said to her was don't tell Ariel you're my favorite princess because of your red hair because Ariel was, has red hair too. Ariel, Ariel has red hair too. And I was like, but Merida's my favorite because yes, she was obviously. like the wisps and stuff. It was just such a cool movie. I was scared of it though, because yeah. of the bears. I just know that I watched it so many times. And when I met Merida, I was starstruck. It was very sure. good. It's a very good movie. I um, still watch it now, but brave. not as often as I yeah. did. I agree. So that was your starstruck. I'm trying to think, I don't remember feeling starstruck i i cried when i saw hugh jackman that's exactly what i was thinking of i was trying to but i didn't hugh like jackman. i wasn't close enough to him to like talk to him right but we did go see his one man show in chicago when it was in chicago i this has been a couple years ago and we got really good seats so we were like we were close to to kind of actually see him and not have to look at the screen to see him it i did i did have like tears welling I was just so excited and it was just very cool I can't think of any other times yeah I haven't like seen any of my favorite celebrities or anything like that 
So well, Merida yeah, would be my favorite. Mer- Merida is your favorite Merida celebrity. Would be yeah. My favorite celebrity right yeah. now. I do remember I do remember feeling really excited about certain times when we've gone to Disney and we've I don't know if it's that we've seen certain characters or that we've just been there, but that I think Disney does it really well. They have this way of just I know that it's super cliche, but just sort of bringing out this like magical event for you. I guess most like that makes sense to me. You forget it's not real or you just get so caught up in it like you you want to believe it. So, yeah, I think that's fun. So Hugh Jackman and Merida. Yeah. Quite Solid the pair. Duo. Yeah. <laughs> I was curious on why the Wizard of Oz cast was at the mall at the time. Was that like did the Wizard of Oz come out during Christmas time? The, OK, so Peanut Gallery said Wizard of Oz came out in 1939. The Wizard of Oz. I'm just because I saw the witch talking to him and I line. I'm like, why is there a witch? It had to have during been Santa. a very popular movie during that time because he August. it came out in August. So that would track like it was still probably popular by December. And it had to be very popular at the time we were setting the film in because he references the Wicked Witch a couple of times. Yeah, because his mom or it was a teacher or something. teacher. One, yeah, when they were saying, you'll shoot your eye out, yeah. like, together, one of them was a witch, and it was, like, before or after he had seen the witch. So it was, like, throughout yeah. some of the movie, they were talking about and I would the say, specific witch of, in the... Yeah, I would say as a kid, too, if you saw that movie, it was definitely something that was going to stay with you for a little bit. Yeah, because it's, like, an adventure, and you see all these interesting characters, and, like... It, it's very visually... Well, especially for the time, but very visually like captivating. Yeah, I would say. I was I just had no idea like why when I first watched it, I was just I just saw a witch and I was like, why on earth is there a witch in the line to meet Santa? The movie probably was really in his head, too, because you didn't have like VHS hadn't come out yet. So if like you went to the movie to watch it, you're still thinking about it. And like it was still very. Did they have like the TVs where like you had channels and that's it? Like you didn't have like anything to play it back? Because I know we talked about this before, but they aren't super accurate with their timeline. So like well, there's several things in the movie. When you say super not, accurate is, yeah, there are several things in the movie that wouldn't be, be like there. had already been made. Like? Like we had ta- we saw a watch for... The Dukes of Hazard. The Dukes of Hazard. That Dis- wasn't digital had, had watch. Been, that hadn't even been made in the thirty nine or forties. Yeah. Oh, and some of the houses apparently had satellites or something on their houses before that was made. So it wasn't like super consistent. So I wonder if that's like TV one antennas. TV antennas. Okay, not satellites, but yes, <laughs> yeah. So they have people nowadays actually try to like. Make sure that stuff doesn't happen. I think it's gotten a lot better, but this was also the early 80s. So they didn't really probably care that much. Just like specifically for this movie, they're probably like, this is yes. a fun little for kids this movie. movie. Yeah, I don't I don't know if they cared a lot. There was a 1980s math book sitting on Miss Shield's desk. Yeah, um, there, there were some one of the things. toys in the drawer that she had. One of the toys had not even come out yet in the 40s. It was like a yeah. 70s toy. I also that scene was really I did not love it. Like I would have been like teeth in the trash, but she yeah, held but she her held, hand out like for all of them. Yeah, the for saliva all on her hand. Mouths, ew. Like it had yeah. to have been a consistent thing also because she had so many toys in there that would have probably gone in their mouth and she just Blech. held it there. Like yeah. I've seen scenes in movies where it's like spit your gum in here and I'm like, why? Yeah. Why? It's been in their mouth and you're just holding your hand out like that. And yeah, she doesn't even wash her hand. I mean, it's gross now. It's, it was gross when I was a kid. It's, it's gross when I watched Buddy the Elf pull gum off the subway. And, and then eat it? Eat it. Yeah. Not my, not my thing. Did you have like a teacher that had like a toy drawer of like collected things taken from you? You know, I don't think so. I can't remember that. I had some really good teachers. I had a couple teachers I did not like, but I don't ever remember a teacher like taking away our stuff and never giving it back to us. I think I'll say that. And then like on the off chance, there'll be one person that I went to school with, you know, in like the third grade or something. And they'll be like, 
Do you remember this kid? Stole my whatever, and it was the most cool thing, and she never gave it back to me. And yeah, you know, because as a kid, that kind of thing will stay with you because it was your favorite toy, and she took it away or something. I don't remember any of those very like vivid, damaging experiences with toys in the classroom. Did your mom ever like sit down and then we give you food because she never had a hot meal? Ian mentioned how she never had a hot meal in 15 years. I don't know if my mom experienced that with me. So my brother and sister are quite a bit older than me. And so by the time I came around, you know, they could make their own food. I mean, my brother almost, I think he lived with us maybe another couple of years and then he went into the army. So like I didn't, by the time I could remember those things, he had been gone for a good time. And my sister was old enough to like make her own food or, you know, take care of herself kind of. So I don't really know. Not that my mom didn't feed us and everything, but I remember when you guys were all little, four of you in, what is it, five years? That's a very highly concentrated of children that are needy all in Mm -hmm. the same time. Same age range. Yeah. Yeah. And not in a mean way, but you, you know, one, two... Four and five, you can't make your own food at that age. Yeah, I remember usually when I watch that, my dad will like say that's accurate or something when that line goes for my mom specifically because she had that close age range. Like the only gap was between me and my brother. And that's not even like a big gap. That's a year and a half. Yeah. So it's not like a big gap between us. So she was like, I'm always like, listen, you you made one plate You sit there and you eat it. You let your mom get her hot food and you wait. You just wait. If you want more food, that's fine. But you can wait until your mom's done eating. And and when we got older, we would put the food in the middle of the table and get our own. Or like dad would help us scoop it onto our plate. But but I do think it's realistic. And I don't think it like it's not just your family. I think it's a lot of different families. For me, I say it was different because I was sort of I had this weird sort of mix of being an only child and having siblings because of the age gap that I had. Yeah. So, but that would be a question we should ask Nana, like if she relates to that specifically, I'm curious. Because it being the 40s or whatever, you noticed a lot of things that the mom specifically did. Yes. Rather than the dad just being in the basement going to work. And like, that was oh, like, read your funnies. It's fine. I'll go clean up his face. Yeah. That like, her always going straight when she heard one of them crying, be like, yes. what's wrong? And the dad would just sit there. Like you noticed a lot of those things that Which they also in the made movie. Me very happy that I was not, you know, born in that time frame. Yeah. Not, not a big, not a big fan of that. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize like the big, like bullying. He was like probably a fifth grader. Or something, bullying younger kids. Oh, you didn't realize like how much the yeah. age gap was between the bully and the kids? Until you noticed that probably the cousin or whatever that was the shorty. With him, yeah, the other bully that was like way shorter and younger was probably similar to their age. And you could see the different age yeah. gaps, which made me happy when Rafi did finally yeah, snap. did finally snap and pummel he him back. It seemed yeah. like he was having a bad day though. And he was just like, this is my last straw. I've had a bad day and just yeah. really went after him for that. On Christmas Day morning, that was a very different experience than what I usually do on Christmas Day. What do you, what do you usually do? Well, they just came downstairs and opened the presents, didn't even wake mom and dad up. The mom and dad woke up because they heard them. We yeah. usually have to, all four of us, me and my three siblings, have to go into my parents' room. All of us have to be in there. And wake them up to go downstairs. Yeah. But it has to be at sunrise. The sun has to be up. And then we'll go open the presents. The playing Santa part, that's always my dad's. He'll always pass out the presents. And there's not usually names on them. He just knows. That he knows because he spent probably all morning until about a half hour before you got in there putting the presents under the tree. Probably. It used to be bows were like color-coded yeah or something like that and then we would try to like figure out which bow is for me and he would do that 
the mess after them when they're like, oh, this is such a mess. Mm -hmm. We had trash bags next to us putting the trash in right away so that it's not a huge, ginormous mess afterwards. I don't remember Christmas as a kid, like specific traditional Christmas as a kid. We would be like we would visit family and do Christmas there and different stuff like that. And then there's a period of my life that I've probably sort of blocked out like what Christmas was like. And then now for probably the past 13 years or so, you know, I get up on Christmas morning, I sleep in and we get together with Nana and Papal and open gifts if we've got like just a few gifts for them. And we leave all of your family's gifts under the tree. And then you guys come out like round one or two, maybe whatever, sometime in the afternoon. And we open gifts with you guys one at a time because we like to see everybody's faces. Yeah. Because usually I, I've really tried to be good at gifts, at giving gifts, because nobody needs crap that they don't need. Nobody really needs stuff that isn't meaningful to them either. So I've always tried to give a gift that somebody would really want or they would really need or something that they would that would actually mean something to them. Right. Especially with the kids, because you can go crazy with kids and just get a bunch of anything. But to get them something that was very particular has always been something that we tried. So we always wanted to see the faces and then we would just play games and hang out. Yeah. We never like I don't remember when we stopped doing a food thing. Because now it's just like a grabbing, but, like yeah. snacky foods, which now I enjoy. Now we do like the charcuterie board hors d'oeuvres and, you know, like the shrimp cocktail. So we do all that. And then we just eat the finger foods basically and play games. Yeah. So there's not a ton of mess outside of which like. Which is nice because then you don't have to clean yeah. up. And I feel like that's really helpful because I do not. I don't want to go to a restaurant. And I don't want to be, you know, cleaning up a bunch of food. I really just want to spend time with the family. And so I think that makes it worth it. Yeah, I think on Christmas for us, she was making that turkey for a while. Yeah. We never, like, it looked completely cooked when he. Yeah. she was like, it still has it another still has hour, an hour in the oven. Where, is it just cooking by sitting there? I mean, I think you do let a turkey rest, but. But that, like, the outside of sure. it looked like golden, like, yeah. like a good golden crisp, like, turkey. And. Yeah. He, she was like, it needs another hour. We've never like cooked like for all day. Like, oh, mm -mm. this turkey needs like so long to cook. I mean, we used to do that for Thanksgiving, but we just don't anymore. Yeah. I mean, for I mean, my I family, anymore. my family specifically, like when we're at home, we like, if we eat before we come over to your house, it's not going to be like, it's not a, turkey. a Christmas <laughs> breakfast or lunch. The only Christmas dinner that we usually have is Christmas Eve because we go to my other grandparents' house. Seemed like a big deal in the movie, the Christmas turkey specifically. Yeah, and for four people. For four yeah. people too. And that turkey looked kind of big. I don't know. Maybe it's not big, but still. The dogs four devoured people, it. That's a lot of. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. All the leftovers that you can make with turkey. I will say that's the best thing about like a big meal. Okay, maybe not the best thing. It's one of the perks of a big meal is that you get the leftovers for a few days. Yeah, because then you just pop it in the microwave. Yeah. Have leftover pretty I'm good food. I'm a big food. fan of like the quick and easy food. When it still tastes like homemade yeah. Christmas dinner and you have it for a couple of days after Christmas. The head on the duck, I didn't notice that it was a head. I thought it was just like a tail when or something. When did you notice it was a head? When... You pointed it out. <laughs> <laughs> was who was it Nana that pointed it out? I think it was Papa that was like, it's still got its head on there. Oh. <laughs> or something like that. And I was like, that's a head? I thought it was just like a super long tail. So <laughs> when he duck. chopped it off, I know, on a duck. But when he chopped it off, I never thought, like, it didn't gross me out until this last time that I watched it. Yeah. And realized it was a neck that he was chopping off. And that grossed me out. I don't even know, if I'm being honest, outside of them sitting down in the dark to look at the lights and the snow, which I, I think that's pretty, I relate to that every year. I've just, I want to do lights every year and I get so excited about them, but literally the execution part of the lights, like getting them out, getting them put up and having the energy to do that for whatever reason is super, super zapping. So I just find this huge battle in me to like, to do that part. And for the past couple Christmases, my amazing husband has surprised me 
by doing the lights and my special lighted tree when I'm gone. So I come home and it's just magically up and it's so great. I totally lost track of my point here. but (laughs) Oh, I think my point was, I don't really know what this movie was about outside of like Christmas through a 10 year old's eyes or an eight year old's eyes or whatever. See, I think that's where it's for like crazy, like younger families with like more than one kid. Like, so it can like like entertain them. No, like I like relate to that movie a lot. Oh, okay. You being, you said you're like, felt like an only child because my mom is 10 years older than you and she's the closest to your age. Yeah. Yeah. It was really relatable to me with brothers and sisters because you watched like how their parents were with them and like leading up to Christmas, the excitement of like, what am I going to get? I didn't relate to like the classroom teacher and stuff. That was one part I did not relate to. But like throughout the movie, I found a lot of parts I related to as a family that we are. I'm not saying I don't relate to some of that. Maybe I am. I can see how some of like I agree with some of it. I've seen it. I witnessed it. But I guess I haven't necessarily experienced quite that. So there's that. Because, well, I guess you really have to like the main point of it was he really wanted the BB BB gun. And so that have was like you ever had movie. a gift that you like really, 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 really wanted? I really wanted guinea pigs this last two years or whatever, two years ago when I got them. Yeah. And I was, I cried when I got them, but yeah. So you like, did your parents know that you really wanted them? It was, I feel like I might've been just like with the BB gun hinting yeah. at it so much. The first time I knew I wanted them, it was in my science book. There was a picture of like a gerbil it was or something like mm-hmm. that. And I was like, I want. A gerbil or a hamster. I never specifically said guinea pig. Yeah. And they were so, I also said rabbit and like telling them so many times that I wanted one. And I kept asking, they're like, no, we're not getting you like a hamster or a gerbil. Yeah. I was You'll like, shoot your eye out. Yeah. But they noted that I never said guinea pig. So when I asked, did you get me a hamster or did you get me a gerbil or a bunny? They always said no. So when I got it on Christmas, they technically never lied to me. Because so, but as a younger kid, I have no idea. I don't either. I, I'll be honest. I don't really remember much before 12 years old. Yeah. And what I'm trying you, to think back. Peanut gallery. Do you remember any of the gifts that we've gotten for the kids that they've been like crazy about? The American girl dolls was a big oh, deal. Yeah. Cause I remember you specifically asked, would you rather look like you or have the same name? And then we got matching outfits for the yeah. Isabel doll. But I don't know if that was something, I mean, I think you guys did really kind of want those. I know after I got it, I loved the matching outfits that we had and I liked the movie. I can't think of anything like that that I really wanted. Like for me as a kid, I'm sure there's probably been something, but. I think mainly it was just like things that I had asked for were like animals pretty much. Yeah. Our dog, Abby, had puppies. And there is one that had like auburn hair, brownish yeah. red. And I was like, I really want this puppy. And they were selling all the puppies. And I was like, I really want this puppy. And then I opened it. I don't know if it was for my birthday or Christmas though. But I opened it and it was the puppy and I was so happy. Um, one of the presents that I remember your mom gave me, it was, it was gift wrapped like a Tootsie Roll. And I remember being super curious about what it was. And I think we took it to Ohio to visit family and we opened it there and it was these foam bath toys. So it's like a foam train that like you get wet on the one side and you can stick it to the bath wall. Um, But I don't remember how old, but I remember that gift because it looked like a Tootsie Roll and I looked at it all the time. And then another year, and I don't know if this was a Christmas gift or not, And I feel, I thought that it was something that my brother gave me, but maybe it was like a combo gift. But I had one of those power wheel Jeeps that took the battery and you could like sit in there and drive in it. And that it was desert camo. And I thought that was the coolest thing. And then I don't know if that was a Christmas present though. My Christmas and birthday are so close together. My Christmas and birthday, Christmas and my birthday are so close together. And then I remember another year, my brother got me something and they wouldn't let me open it because it came early and they put it on top of the hutch. And I remember getting it down and it was cowgirl boots. Please note that I said cowgirl boots and not cowboy boots. 
because it was really cool. I'm sure it had some kind of fringe and it was, they were black and they had like silver. He got me those a couple years, like different sets a couple years. I don't think I've ever gotten like, he got a bunny suit for Christmas from his aunt. I don't think I've ever gotten a gift like that where it's like, my mom's like, you will wear that even though it like sucks and like not yeah. for me at all. You definitely didn't get it from this aunt. Like that aunt, yeah. Because I, I've tried to do really good with gifts. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't think. Can we talk for just a minute? She made that thing. Are you kidding me? That looks store bought. That's elaborate. Yeah, because like there's slippers too yeah. that had like foam, like the yes. comfortableness of a slipper. It was ridiculous. But yeah, where is he supposed to wear that? I know. What pajamas? I mean, I wear pajamas, pajamas if anything. Yeah, maybe. But maybe. the fact that he said the aunt thinks that he's a girl probably means it's like a great aunt or something or like a really old sister. Because how can you not know well, that you know that you have those people that have a complete misunderstanding of how old you are or what you would like. And I'll say kids, kids go through phases of where they really like something. And like six months later, they don't like it anymore. Like, like dolphins. Like I was specifically thinking of like, what is the Octonauts? Paw Patrol. Those are all, all like younger kids shows. Yeah, but you get, they get so locked into them. And then, you know, six months later, they don't ever watch them anymore, which that's fine if you're around them all the time. But if you aren't around them all the time, you don't realize when they transitioned to the next level. Yeah, that has happened to me before. Mm-hmm. The specific gifts where it's like, I'm 13 and I'm getting like ladybug purse. I have gotten those types of gifts before, but not like a handmade bunny suit. A handmade bunny suit. Yeah. I did make Gabby a cape one year, a fake fur cape. And I'm pretty sure she liked it. Like it was like sort of like a fancy cape for that you could actually you wear could actually wear and not just. Yes. Like over a dress or something. Yeah. I mean, you could wear it with anything really. But yeah, I did make that one year. I think she used it as her coat for a while. Yeah. It was I think super it was like cute. And it was like warm. And I'm honestly, I'm kind of surprised. I really thought she would like it, but I'm, I'm really glad that she did because it was one of those things where I kind of went out on a limb. Like, I really think she'll like this, but I'm not 100% sure, but I hope she does. And then I've definitely done like the handmade gifts because I made you guys blankets one year. Everyone, I've weighted blanket. And then one of my favorite things that I made, we've so digressed off a Christmas story, but this is still fun. My nephew was super into wrestling at one point. And you know, little boys have tons of energy. And so Jeremy and I found some like little 2T sweatpants and like a 2T sweatshirt. And we took those and we sewed them together like to each other. So it was like a one piece and we sewed the leg holes shut and we, and we sewed the armholes shut and we stuffed the whole thing with like different batting and filling. Then we sewed the neck shut. And so it was like literally this sort of toddler sized body. It was taller than him for when when he first got it, it was like barely taller than him. Yeah, so it was like it was like boy sized dummy essentially, and he and he, he could loved throw it. it around and jump on it and kick it, and that was a big hit. I know specifically he was watching like WWE. He would like make noises while fighting this yeah. big dummy while watching the match and like yeah. punch it and like. I throw wonder it around. if he remembers that toy. I mean, I'm younger than him. And he had the gifts. So if I remember him, I yeah, I think he'll probably remember that. That was, and you know what? That wasn't even my idea. It was sort of a, a collaboration, but it was your mom who was like, he really just needs something that he can wrestle with because he's like punching pillows all the time. And so she kind of planted that seed. And then I kind of started thinking like, how do we make this happen? Right. And then I've got my, my guy over here that's always supporting my crazy projects, you know, helping me execute this, this dummy, which was very clever and cool. Crazy. If so, I totally get the, 
what is it? Admiration, the excitement about the BB gun, not because it's a BB gun, but because it's a gift that he wanted. But Mm -hmm. you could see on the dad's face that he was happy when he I was really happy because the mom didn't seem to know that the dad got it. And I was really happy that the dad got it for him. Yeah, because the whole movie, the mom was like, I don't want you to have a gun. So he was like, well, maybe Santa got it for him and then got the gun for him. And he was like, you know, acknowledging that his little boy is growing up a little bit. Maybe he's ready for this. Yeah. Like when he had the bunny suit on, he was like, do you want to go take it off? Go take it off. And then he got him the gun. Yeah. And then he was like, go play with it. Go shoot it outside. How many times has your dad done that whole like, all the gifts are done. And then he's he like, oh, wait, so there's many one times. more. Yeah, so many times. Like, like when I was talking about the guinea pigs. Yeah. He did that. They were in his office and he was like, maybe what's in here. Or yeah, we always have like one big gift and do he'll you, hide it. Do you think he got that from a Christmas story? You know what? It probably maybe. could have been from that. Since I don't know his, when he. Since it's one of his big Christmas movies that he loves. Yeah, I don't know when exactly <laughs> he started watching that movie, but. It probably could have started from that. I'll probably ask him that now. So you have already stated that you will only continue to watch this with your family. Yes. And I'm saying I don't know that I get what all the hype's about, but I can appreciate it. Probably Um, one and done. Yeah, I'm not going to watch it again. It was a bear to get through. I don't think it aged super well. The target audience was definitely for younger kids. I mean, was it? Could you think of younger kids that are going to sit down and watch that movie now? I did. Thank you for watching this movie, making the sacrifice. Yeah. It's appreciated. If you have thoughts on A Christmas Story or any of the podcasts that we've done recently, you can call or text us at 240-MOVIE76, or you can follow us on Instagram. Actually, and you can follow us on Instagram at FlabberPod. And you can definitely take part of our Would You Watch This polls that we've been doing on Spotify. You can also message us on Instagram as we are starting to post the future episodes. If you have questions or comments that you want to chime in about the movie before we watch it, you can do that. All right. Thanks everybody. Bye.